0: It's 2022, and we're talking about our favorite things from 2021. How are you now?
1: I'm good, but I'm I'm. I think it's mittens. No, no, it's kittens. Kittens, not mittens. Oh, I would go mittens over kittens. I don't like cats. Well, I guess
0: uh, I guess that's just the beginning of our disagreement for the day. I interesting. I went. I don't know if we're going to disagree. So this is a fun episode. So uh, welcome to the LoFi Top Five, uh, Jeremy Gen X, me Millennial. I. Don't know how much overlap we're going to have. We were just talking about this before we actually started, which is like this is an impossible list for you and I to guess what the other person's going to have because it would require us remembering the movies that you – like me remembering what you saw. I had a hard enough time remembering what I saw. Right, but
1: that's because I'm anal and I keep a list of every single movie I see. So if it weren't for the fact that – I for, for me to make this list, by the way, was like, okay, IMDb, show me what I got.
0: Yeah, I had to go to all of the platforms and find the watch history and then got to have, delightfully, over 30, oh, yeah, moments. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I saw that. Oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good.
1: I definitely had the same. And it was interesting when I got back to that, back to January of last year. It was like, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. There were a lot of those. Forgot about those. Uh, Also, just so audience beware, uh, not only is it uh, new to us in 2021, we're also including movies that we might not have seen in quite some time that, you know, we're just going to be honest with each other that we felt seemed new again.
0: Yeah, basically, this is anything we watched in 2021, regardless of what year it came out, that was new. So new, I mean, it kind of like... Basically though, I think the way we talked about it is like, if you can't remember anything other than like the one plot line, everyone knows about a movie or something, then chances are that's it's new to you. So those, yeah. those totally count. So how many renewed to you? I have
1: one that I, that, that I had not seen in quite some time that I decided was one of the best things I saw last year.
0: So I have, I have one also, and I, I watched it because of our podcast.
1: Oh Yeah.
0: Uh, Mine didn't come because,
1: well, I mean, our podcast definitely inspired me to re- revisit some older movies, um, but that's not how this one made that made its way in. I predict we'll have at least one of our top fives in common. One there's has one, to. One There's has one to. I got here where I'm pretty confident
0: you're going to put it there too, but we'll see. All right. Well, then, without further ado, uh, let's get into it. So uh, last week you went first. I'm remembering, yeah? Yeah, why not? Okay, cool. Uh, which means I get to go first this week. So let's, do we have a Shawshank? So for those of you not not oriented, Shawshank is the most for watchable movie of all time. We call the Shawshank the one that doesn't necessarily need a ton of discussion, although we might be changing that this year. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, but basically, is there one that's a categorically defined that is the best movie that we would have seen? I'm going to go straight out and tell you I don't have
1: one. And I, I d- definitely do. Uh, and, I, and I And that's that's where I'm going with. So, we will start our little guessing game. Sure. Um, 1942. Okay. This you'll you'll see. By the way, my movies in this in today the uh, oldest one is actually all the way back to 1930, 1921. I have a movie reference somewhere <laughs> that we'll talk about, and then I go to several picks from 2021. Actually, interestingly, okay. so this one's from 42. Uh, the cast includes Peter, Laurie, and Claude Rains. All right. And the five words I will give you, and uh, I have borrowed from one of your favorite shticks, so this is second largest city in Maghreb. I might yeah. be pronouncing that part wrong. It's Maghreb. Maghreb?
0: Maghreb? I'm just going to guess it's Casablanca because it's 1942 and I know that that's, I I know that's a city.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's correct. It's Casablanca. Okay. okay. So I
1: rewatched this, uh, I don't remember how many months ago, I think in April or May. I haven't seen it since I was 18. All I remember about it were the tropes. I remembered the play at Sam. I remembered the, of all the gin joints in all the world. I remembered all the main quotes But I didn't really remember what the movie was actually about. I didn't remember the performances. It blew me away. So much so that I've written down in my notes for a brief discussion, and I mean brief. Sure. Is it better than The Godfather?
0: Oof. Wow. And
1: Um, and to really talk, I want to know what's the last time you saw it? Because that that, that does matter.
0: Yeah, I definitely haven't seen it in the better part of Ten to fifteen years. Okay, so I was like, I think twenties, early twenties, was like a rewatch sort of thing. Which is like, oh, we should probably watch Casablanca again. And I think I did. I remember who I watched it with. Uh, I don't know that it's fresh enough for me to do a comparison. Where I, where, whereas I have seen The Godfather pretty recently. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, so I, I think we'll just leave it at that. It was, it was phenomenal to rewatch. Uh, in the effort to not go too deep, you know, I, I was. I was blown away at how captivated I was throughout the, the again troping ourselves. The pacing was phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Uh, the and then the more I realized that this movie was actually being made in the middle of World War II, you know, it was it, it's phenomenal. There's you know the actors in that scene where they they sing the the Marseille, the uh, the French national anthem. Yeah, those are former French soldiers. So and when they're crying because they're crying like right there's just little things like that that I while watching I was like oh my goodness like how is this movie not in every discussion of top movies of all time It, it absolutely just belongs up there for sure
0: certainly above uh, Citizen
1: Kane in my eyes in every way
0: yeah we've talked about Citizen Kane being overrated before and it's not that it's it's not that it's not great I just don't know that it's like like Casablanca like it's I, my memory of Casablanca is that, It's incredibly impactful. It's very moving. I remember, even now remember thinking like this movie could have been really long and wasn't like, I I don't remember what the runtime is, but I remember it being pretty approachable. Like, yeah,
1: you know, it, it, it's, it is a, you know, it's in the list of movies that I would say are perfect movies. Just everything it does. It does well. There's no wasted scenes. There's no unnecessary backstory. There's the right amount of backstory, et cetera, et cetera. And, it is hands down the best thing I saw in 2021. Totally
0: fair. Okay. Yeah, I have no arguments for that.
1: All right. Well, then let's get to the top five. Starting with you.
0: So we're going to start. Uh, the tough thing that here. So what's our feeling on spoilers? I mean, these movies are new. Um,
1: Let's avoid, but if there's are certain areas we might need to talk about, we can give a little warning.
0: Okay. So but with that, I know what you're picking. Of course, you do. There's no question that this was going to be on my list, and it should be, and it should be on yours. And if it's not, we'll fight. December seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. It's got a seventy-one. I'll give you Martin Starr and Arian Moyad. Oh, nicely done. I went to Jamie Foxx and Hannibal Burress. Yeah, sure, Hannibal. Yeah, so we both picked a teacher, which is good. Yeah. My five words were: I was, I wasn't trying to hide this. I just thought it was fun. Arachnid adolescent with broken GPS
1: mine was impossible to return to dwelling.
0: Yeah, that's good. So this is Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah.
1: So let's start with no spoilers. Sure. So right now if you have not seen it keep going and then we'll get to a point and maybe we'll 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 see what happens.
0: Yeah, the way that I would so we're sharing this, right? Oh yeah. This okay, is, just
1: just making sure. This is almost, I almost Shawshanked this, buddy. I almost, but I knew we had to talk about it.
0: Well, so this is the one where I was like, okay, if there's going to be one, it would be this. And it'll definitely be on both Jeremy and I's list. However, that being said, I want to talk about it, which is also, you know, maybe we can talk about the Shawshanks in the future because I technically have six that I want to talk about. But that being said, without doing any spoilers, for me, right? And let's give, we'll give the audience a, our audience a little bit of an insight into our friendship. I called you from the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) and technically from the movie theater in between the the end credit scenes, which is not a spoiler. Everybody knows there's end credit scenes in in Marvel and was blown away. Without giving the trope away, which if you've managed to avoid the trope to this point, I, you don't internet, but I, it makes no sense to me that this movie was as well done as it was because on paper, everything they did should have been shtick and obnoxious and just silly and it what none of it was I loved every that's, second of it that's exactly right and that that's
1: that's the thing about this movie is whether or not again I, will, I won't even talk about what the thing is but the thing they attempt to pull off which if you did see the trailers you knew was coming and if you hadn't cool uh shouldn't have worked it none. should have been a complete and utter mess yep um I think. The last time that I can think of someone trying to come up with something of this nature, candidly, it's probably like the last action hero.
0: Yeah,
1: something like that. Right? There's there's a similarity of concept, I think. And we all know how much, I mean, that almost ended Arnie's career. Yeah. Right? This movie should not have worked. What's also interesting is that the, the same schtick is now present in a movie, another movie coming this year, a big one, a big uh, other comic book action movie. And there's a related trope in the Matrix movie, right? So this is like the year of meta.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, that hurts my soul, but also, yeah, that's <laughs> true.
1: Not, not metaverse, not the company, just the concept of meta, meta storytelling. How about that?
0: Yeah. The thing that was so, I, I think what was amazing to me. Is that again? None of it should have should have worked, and it did. But also, like everyone that was a part of it in the film, trying very hard not to give anything away. But everybody who was a part of said trope really leaned into it in like a really authentic and fun, and almost like let's not even nod to the fact that this is a trope. We're just all going to accept this as reality now, and so you're coming with us, and it worked. And I, I still saying it out loud now. Cannot believe it worked. <laughs> I,
1: I think so. Now let's if, if we can. So at this point, we're gonna move into nothing that's not given away in the trailers. But if you hadn't if you hadn't seen the trailers and you still want to see Spider-Man No Way Home, skip ahead. Let's call it five minutes. Yeah, sure. Okay, moving on. So in the trailers, we see that this movie is going to cross over into the other Spider Man franchise is right yes so i'll say when i saw that preview uh which i was accidentally i accidentally saw the preview i almost made it to this movie without knowing that's what they were doing to the point of when certain things happen the movie and i was seeing it with with sam my 14 year old who turned to me like well that you knew that was coming i was like no i didn't and sam was like how do you not know And I said, "That's what avoiding spoilers actually means, right?" Yep. But when you saw those first trailers, I don't know about you, but I was—I basically was like, "Well, this is going to suck. It's going to—the goal—the the the aspirations are too high. It's Icarus, you know. It's like they're trying
0: to get too close to the sun, and yet they don't." Yeah. So for me, I managed to never watch a trailer um and so only the only thing that like you know a couple of like you know screen rant or whatever headlines crossed my twitter feed at some point and i was like okay like that's that's giving me some insight that something was going to happen but i never made it past doc ock like that's as far as i got i knew that that was a part of it and i i never read any further and so everything that happens after that point to me genuinely was unspoiled but what so we had similar experiences but different because mine was didn't know what they were going to do, saw them start to do it, and in real time when – I think I – well, not think. I was texting Jeremy during the whole movie. I was live tweeting yep. the event and was like, oh, no, this could go poorly, and within 10 minutes was like, oh, my God, they're pulling it off.
1: <laughs> but By the way, to JT's defense, uh, as, again, unless he's lying to all of us, was a mostly empty theater and he was sitting in the back row with nobody near him. So I think texting – it's like, it's like yelling in a forest, you
0: know? Yeah. I mean, realistically, I went to a pro- – because first of all, plugging indie film places, I went to a private theater that was a 25-seat theater. And because it's still during a pandemic, like there's there's seating structures that you have to abide by. So I was a solid 12 feet away from everybody. A hundred percent, by the way, normalized seeing movies by yourself, saw it by myself, had Sour Patch Kids and and like, you know, a couple IPAs and had a great time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I went to it, so I'll share my theater experience. I went to it with Sam. One, one, one. The only downside was this: forty minutes into it, the fire alarm in the movie theater goes off, and we're all evacuated for another forty minutes. We come back in, and the movie was playing. We found that we only missed about three minutes, but it was really enough to like get under my skin for sure. Anyhow, so that was that was the only bad. Otherwise. I felt like our experience was very lucky. We had one of those audiences that you, you die to see movies with where everybody was perfectly quiet for all of the movie except the, the awesome reveals, at which point everybody reacted the way you wanted them to, right? Like it's the right kind of super engaged, loud, fun, but also fully respectful of the theater going experience kind of thing. It was great.
0: That was the only thing I was missing because it was such a small theater and because there was only like a handful of people in it. I didn't get any of the fun Marvel stuff, which is always a bummer. Uh, but I, I just I can't speak highly enough about this movie. And I'm actually like really it's 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 one of the rare movies recently that I'm super stoked to see again. Like I actually really want to see it again. Like bad. Same. Yeah. Same.
1: All right. I think let's give ourselves two minutes to talk fully with spoilers because we don't usually get to do that. And so everybody give yourself, you know what? Three minutes. We'll we'll set a three minute uh, countdown
0: on our end. Well, we're at the five minute timer before for how long we were supposed to f- fast forward. So if you're just tuning in now two Ooh. three more minutes.
1: <laughs> All right. Th- yeah. Sorry. Really sorry. But you should have seen it by now anyway. But sorry. <laughs> Not, you know, we want to be respectful. we we love movie. That's the reason we do this podcast. We love movies. Yeah. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be on my shoulders that I I messed up your Spidey experience. So, True. you know, again, last time spoilers starting in about a second or so. So for me, when I you know my assumption going into this is that they were going to bring back at least Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Yep, and therefore I anticipated one or one of. Toby or Garfield may be showing up. Maybe I expected most of the metaverse stuff to be in like a very limited amount of the movie. Like I, I thought the Spider Verse stuff would actually only be—that's what I was expecting. Like this is only going to be about fifteen minutes, and it's it's it'll be like a side quest. I also actually thought that Doctor Strange would then get lost with this multiverse thing, and that would be the setup for the next Doctor Strange movie, which was wrong. But the fact that both Toby and Andrew show up and the way they show up and the opportunity that they get to continue their own storyline via this movie. So good. And yet not take away from it. It's like it's like they managed to make this, it's like fan service the movie where it actually is a good movie as opposed to you know every time they, they find a way to sneak C-3PO into every Star Wars movie despite him having no business being in six of them. You know, (laughs) right? Like I was shocked and awed that they made, you know, two thirds of the story this, you know, crazy cross-dimensional universe. Have it be coherent. Yeah, there's some plot holes here and there. There are, you know, but no more than any other Marvel movie. And that's the key thing, is that on power with all MCU movies,
0: it's up there like top five, top three? I don't know. Oh, definitely top five. I can make an argument. I want to see it again before I go top three. I think that I'm gonna take it a step further. I don't I don't just think that they pulled it off. I think it was an integral part to the overall story that they really had those other storylines occurring. Like it was fully integrated. And For sure. the fan service part, like listen, we've talked about this before. Like Marvel's Marvel gets fan service in a way that DC doesn't in movies, which is like really frustrating to me because there's some really cool DC stuff they could do um but marvel also has a tendency to go over the line i think it's mostly cuz marvel understands their fans
1: better than dc understands their fans like dc is a darker universe and they think they have to make darker movies right they don't they ha- can take a darker universe and tell lighter movies in a darker universe and they can be like for reference the B- batman begins right like yeah Batman Begins is not actually a dark movie. It's a it's a tough movie in a, in a but it, but it's actually not dreary the way half the the rest of these DCEU things have been.
0: Yeah, I think like the perfect example we've talked about on the podcast before, but it's like Marvel will do the fan service thing cuz they understand that the re- the audience is intelligent enough to know they're being serviced to and it's fine. So like the idea that like the easiest one is uh, the girl power scene in Avengers right right everyone went this makes no sense it's okay. <laughs> right. okay like they're okay with going that way the one thing I want to say and then we'll stop on the spoilers and keep moving because we should keep moving uh I have not been I think I you got all caps text during this entire scene when they let Andrew Garfield, I was so happy. I was so happy for that version of Spider-Man when he got to save MJ. I was so happy and I'm still so happy. And that's where I wish I had good audience because everybody should have been like, "Yeah!" and instead I think most people didn't get it. And I was just by myself. Like none of you guys are happy too. (laughs) No, I I think there was people in my audience yelling. He saved MJ. He saved her.
1: Yeah. That's what I want. It was, it was great. And, I think our best reveal moment actually was was Garfield himself when he showed up in the sling ring. Oh, so uh, good. Bits. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So good. All right. Uh, so there we go. We've spoiled Spider-Man, no way home.
0: Sorry. Deal not, with it. not sorry. You should have seen it. <laughs> I, listen, Jeremy and I are both working on trying to see it again. You can see it once. Uh, all right. So now I'll go again. Uh, just because it works out nicely, I'm going to go to November 12th of 2021. And I will give you Vanessa Hudgens and Bradley Whitford.
1: Um, the exact I, I have the exact same cast guess for give for you, but this is in my pong, so you get to own it.
0: Okay, so my the five words were clock noise, explosion noise.
1: Double disease-ridden insect explosion.
0: <laughs> so tick-tick so boom. Correct. Uh so here's the deal. First of all, Andrew Garfield is a marvel. Do you have that
1: written down? Like how long, That was like in the shower this morning. You're like, oh, I know what I'm going to say.
0: No, actually, that happened organically. That really did just happen just now. Uh, I adore him. I thought this movie was incredibly well done. Uh, I do happen to love musicals and I love music and the store, the story is really a, it's an amazing story. And it's an important one for Broadway and the Broadway theater in general. That said, it was just so compelling and dark and rich in storytelling and so wonderfully acted and seamless being able to do the music thing seamlessly is so hard and it's a, th- a thing that I think most musicals that have come out in film recently really struggle with because even the ones that I enjoy are still not actually good.
1: <laughs> it, it's funny to see this and compare it to, and I did not actually see it, but I know enough about it. But comparing this to Cats, right? But, but, or even comparing it to the Les Mis movie from, I don't know, about 10 years ago. Yeah. Which, you know, I thought was terrible. Horrible. Tic Tic Boom was. Great. I didn't know the story, by the way. I thought, okay. I actually thought the movie was going to be the story of Jonathan Larson making rent. Making rent, yeah. I didn't even realize this was an entire musical with its own sort of meta ness to it, yep. which is interesting, you know, again, timing wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people probably went into this thinking that, like, oh, he makes this, and this is not a spoiler, he makes this movie. Or, he, or he's writing this screenplay that eventually becomes Rent is what I think most right. people probably thought was gonna happen. Just because of my music-y stuff and Broadway stuff, like I knew that that wasn't the case, like walking in, so I knew ah. what this was gonna be and still thought it was so brilliant. This again, this is not a spoiler, but like him on stage in the rain with the piano is so visually stunning right musically beautiful my only nitpick is that clearly he doesn't know how to play piano but like otherwise it was just so good and it was heartwarming and heart pulling and there was so much emotion packed into this and i just thought it was really really well done and those are really hard movies to make and keep compelling unless you go full scale musical which is where like I think like late Miz screwed up, right? Like they're like it's gonna be late Miz, and it's like, but it's not, and you should make it not, otherwise it's gonna be weird, and it was really weird. And cats, I'm not gonna see because just no, uh, James Corden, I'm out. <laughs> oh, you don't like James Corden? I no, I don't. Oh. What was the?
1: I believe is the actor's name. I looked it up before. It, uh, it's it's uh, Robin did Robin de Jesus? Robin de Jesus? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Yeah, he plays a, a sort of the partner, partially partner. At some point, the partner. Um,
0: he was phenomenal in this movie. Oh yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I actually don't think there's there's not a single performance that I would. Change. Everybody was so good. Was so, yeah. So Michael is the guy's is the character's name. Michael is his yeah. like his roommate. That's his roommate, and then his like buddy and confidant. Yeah, everybody was so good. And then like, oh god, it's so good. It's also it's a, it's a cover to cover soundtrack. You can listen to every single song. It's great.
1: It's yeah. great. It's a good pick, JT. I uh, Again, I have this down to my pong, but uh, I thought this is one of the better things from from the 21. I, I agree. All right, you're off. I let's... actually think this combo of Spidey and that may well fully reboot uh, Garfield's career.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that it... That's interesting. Does it need to be rebooted? I feel like he's just been doing a lot of theater stuff. Yeah, I think
1: this... I think he is the opportunity right now. I think it's more of... Not rebooted... I think he just has the opportunity to take a step up. Like, yeah, fair. This could propel him from elevate, yeah, I, I know, you know, a, a theatrical actor who has done some movies into a, you know, maybe even an A lister, like, like a bona fide superstar. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I, what is he? Is he early 30s now?
0: Yeah. he. No, I think Yeah, I think he's closer to my age-ish. I think he's around like mid-30s. I'll, I'll tell you this. Every interview he's ever given is only going to make him more famous because he's genuinely like the sweetest human being on the planet. And he's so lovely that like you can't not just adore him. He's actually oh, yeah. older, I, older than me. He was born in 83. So he's two years oh, old. Wow. He's almost 40. I could
1: pick, I mean, his his Peter Parker in person, like I don't even think he was acting for that. It was just no, sort of him. He's just yeah. so good.
0: He's such a good guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm gonna stay in 2021 just since we're on a theme and until I have to move to a new year, which I would gladly do, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> for this one, the actors are Danny McBride and Maya Rudolph. Wait. In 2021? Yeah, and I'm questioning if you've seen this.
0: I'm guessing you have not. Oh, I don't know. I I mean, I love Danny McBride, and Maya Rudolph always sticks out to me. I can always tell where she is, so I don't know what this is.
1: It, not only do you love Danny McBride, you love Maya Rudolph in these kinds of roles.
0: And you don't love her in others. Vo- voice acting? Uh-huh. So that means that this has to be animated to some extent.
1: So the five words I'll give you. Our singer Joni against
0: the Terminator. Mitchell. Yeah. Oh wait, this is a movie I haven't seen. This is yeah yeah yeah. This is um. Everybody loved this. Everyone I know who saw this loved it. It's Mitchell. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but go ahead.
1: It's the Mitchells versus the Machines.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. This is this is getting. This is like I this is a movie I didn't hear about at all and then have recently like it's come up a ton and like I don't know maybe just research I,
1: I'll say it this way I haven't seen Encanto yet I would argue this was probably the best animated movie of the year and if it weren't it's almost like this is to Pixar movies what what you might even say like Spider-Man: No Way Home is to Marvel movie like to to non-Marvel it's so much better than than a cartoony looking animated action movie deserves to be it, it's up there storytelling's amazing it's funny as can be at all generations we watched you remember our, our span from 10 to to me and everybody was laughing the entire movie it's also sweet and touching because it's about this family and family dynamics and all that it is like hits on every beat the, the voices are great. And and the story again is just super fun. So can't bad, vouch enough.
0: Bad guys, no bad guys.
1: The machines.
0: No, but I mean, like on a scale of those are really scary bad guys. To like not really like, where are we in the like if we're doing like Studio Ghibli like as a low Uh-oh. bar, and then all the way up to like Big Hero Six as a big bar. Closer to Big Hero Six. Okay, so I got okay, so it's not a kid movie for me yet.
1: No, but you should definitely watch it. You'll like it. You, oh, I'll you know, just watch you, it. You'll, yeah. you'll you'll laugh your butt off, buddy. Yeah, and contrast is uh, good, by the way. But what I was trying to get at with with the earlier comparison, which was a terrible one, which is that this is if we were to say that most animated movies were all like, yeah, that's fine. Give me some Pixar stuff, which is how you and I both are. Like, nice try, DreamWorks. We'll take we'll take our Pixar. Thank you. This one is the
0: first one I would be like this. This is Pixar caliber storytelling. All right, I will put this at the very top of my list then because you know that I am a, I'm a sucker for animation. So I do, I do. All, All right. right. That's fun. All right, let's go to a different year. I'm not going to go too far back, but whatever. Uh, September 7th, 2018. Uh, how about Timothy Hutton and Maura Tierney? Timothy Hutton and Maura Tierney in 2018.
1: Oh, man. I don't know what Timothy Hutton's been in since the 80s, so that's going to be tricky. But uh, Neither does Timothy sure. Hutton. <laughs> I guess. I guess. So let's have your five words buddy.
0: Sure. Emotional moment in orchestra movie.
1: Emotional moment in orchestra movie. Yeah. I'm trying okay, so to give you, trying to get you the this title. Is three words in the title. Is this one of your, no. Is this one of your, though? this is like a paraphrasing of the title?
0: No, I'm trying to actually get you to guess a different, a, a scene from a different movie that is the title of this movie.
1: An orchestra movie could be, I mean, I guess it could be Whiplash because I know you know I like that. It could be Amadeus. No, okay. An orchestra movie. An orchestra movie. Fantasia? No,
0: you're running out. There's only so many.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, 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 am I on the right kind of thinking, though?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's a music movie, big time. Fame? Nope. Orchestra, but your word's orchestra. Yeah.
1: So, Mr. Holland's Opus? Yup. Okay. And what does he Emotional sing? Emotional moment.
0: What does he sing in the end that makes everybody the, cry? Do you remember? The Beautiful Boy? Beautiful Boy is the name of this movie. Hey! hey! So, this is Timothy Chalamet and uh, Steve Carell. I'm trying. Oh, I think I heard of this. So, the short version is Timothy Chalamet is uh, Steve Carell's kid, has addiction issues, story. Based on a true story, uh, which is the true story is incredible. His father is a writer. His father is writing about his experience of dealing with his son who has addiction issues. It is heavy. I mean like all the heavy, but just, just so good. Like, it's a, I mean it's a real got to be there for it sort of movie like you can't just be like oh look beautiful boys on like that's not what this <laughs> is like you got to be ready you have to want to like emotionally invest and potentially cry and be really heartbroken and sad and then happy and then sad again and then happier again and then really sad like it just the whole thing all the roller coastering that said uh really a beautifully shot movie in the sense that like I don't know. It feels like real life, like everything, like even just the color and the way that they did things it like, it just feels very genuine, very authentic. Uh, it doesn't have pacing issues because you're just heartbroken the whole time. So you, you can't even tell. Uh, unbelievable acting from everybody in this. There's these two kids in this whose names I don't know. They were so good, both like sub 12. I mean, so good. And Timothy Chalamet's just he's Timothy Chalamet. There's a reason that people stand him, I being one of them. And then also just Steve Carell in like a dramatic performance, which we saw that he could do in things like Little Miss Sunshine, and he's done other stuff like in Marwin. This was so I mean it's it's a tough watch. And I, it wasn't super well rated, I don't think, because it's a tough watch. But whoo boy, it's like it's a it's if you're gonna do a movie like this, this is on the list of ones that have done it well.
1: When you compare this to the, a movie uh, – I do not remember the name of it. The one Kay brought up during our rebuttals episode mm. about uh, – Starling. Yes. Which of the two – if you had to pick the – all right, you're going to watch some heavy, heavy stuff this weekend. Which is the one?
0: This is a really, really good question. It's hard to answer. Can I give? I'm going to give a really honest, which is probably making me sound like an awful person. But I would say that this one's harder to watch because you're seeing him mm. you're you're seeing the subject of failure and tr- and turmoil and try it like whereas starling is as a parent is brutal because it's about losing kids but you don't see that it's just about right. how they handle it after versus being a parent and having to watch another parent watch their kid fall apart it's yeah. like oh boy that's a lot <laughs> That's a lot to take All on right.
1: <laughs> I think I'll just watch Mitchell's, Mitchell's versus the machines again.
0: Yeah. You'll never watch this and that's totally okay. Cause it's not, it's not your type of movie, but I like sad boy stuff sometimes. And this is pretty good. Sad boy stuff.
1: All right. I'm going to stay in the same time frame. I'm going to go all the way back to 2019. Ooh. So will come up a year. There's no cast members. I can give that, that it's either the giveaway cast or the nobody cast. I'm going to give the giveaway. Cause I actually still think you might not get it from that because okay. I don't think you've seen it. Okay. Anthony Hopkins.
0: Love. Jonathan Price. Also love. I have no idea what you're talking about. A pair of senior Catholics. Oh, this is the priest movie. The Popes. Which which would be a much worse title. Yeah. What is this? The
1: the priest movie is the one with... uh, the the, the send off of this genre would be the uh, like the scary movie. We're gonna have the priest movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. What's this? Is is it the new pope it's, or what's? It's the two popes. The two not popes. to be
1: confused with the new pope, which, which is, is Jude Netflix Law, here. and yeah. uh, and then they bring in what's his name Malkovich
0: into that. So I did not see this. Uh, yeah, I did not see this. For I just didn't see this. Fair enough.
1: I would highly encourage seeing this. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. It was so much better than I was expecting it to be that when we again in in the whole like how we make our lists, this was one of the first ones to come to mind. I was like, wow, I when I think back on movies that just if I close my eyes like what do I remember about 2021 and I after after the dumpster fire fades out of view, <laughs> one of the next thing that happens is is this movie. Wow. Okay. The 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 performances are great, but you wouldn't expect anything. It's almost like, of course, Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price are going to do great. The way they take a story that, for one, it would probably be boring to this not only not Catholic, not Christian, you know, Jew, Jewish guy that's, you know, not paying that much attention to like the big religious, you know, I don't know much about big religion, you know. <laughs> I know more about big pharma than I know about big religion,
0: <laughs> right? Right.
1: Uh, although I hear they've got some money, the uh, the, re- the the religious entities, um, got they got a little. But the the way they tell the story that makes it not only accessible, but I think they I would also argue from what I've read and heard that if you were a devout Catholic, it is just as respectful to the topic as it is to me wanting to see an interesting movie right? So that's one of the things I really, you, you can just feel throughout the story that they took every effort to treat the subject, you know, with, with 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 utmost respect, but also make it an engaging act of story, right? Like you need conflict, you need drama, you need to amp some of those things up. And they do it so well that even like scenes where you, you know, you can imagine it's a Pope thing. So they're waiting for the puff of smoke on the, uh, on the top of the basilica, basilica. Even the way they pace that and show it, it's just, cleverly done so i recommend this to anyone who just wants a good i mean this is just a good film just a good film
0: yeah maybe i oh. don't know no. oh I'm all right well no i don't mind like it's i'm uh you know i'm a lapsed catholic which is how most catholics i know operate and the idea of not even romanticizing, but the idea of being respectful. to just, I don't know. I, 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 this is a tough one because you're not the first person. I've had a couple people tell me like, dude, forget whatever dumb personal opinions you have. Like it's a really, really well done movie and you'll enjoy it. And I probably will, but I don't know. There's something about engaging it. That just feels like, I don't know if I want to, I don't know. That's fair. I think Jonathan price
1: as uh, Pope Francis is just that, that just watching him and, and, if you've ever heard any of Francis's speech, which is like speeches I'm sure you have. have, like I just think that if if anything, it might be the kind of thing that makes that makes a lapsed Catholic be like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I should have another shot at this whole thing.
0: Maybe that, not. I don't that, know. That, I don't might, to... that might be why I'm not watching it. Okay. <laughs> I certainly don't want to preach oh there it is no I, I respect the pick i love the pick it's supposed to be a great movie i'm sure and if you say it is i believe it that it is and with those two at the helm it can't be bad you know what i mean like those two playing off each other i feel like has got to be so cool to watch all right anthony hopkins as a
1: flower delivery man jonathan price is a yuppie scumbag living at the top of his penthouse apartment in manhattan and he Hopkins gets the flower delivery wrong. Hijinks ensue. Still a good movie?
0: Yeah. I mean, you just described the plot to like every Ben Stiller film ever created. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Go on, buddy. All right. I'm, I'm struggle busing because I, I, like I said, I picked six and I've got, uh, Uh, Oh, just call one of your Pong and talk long
1: about it. We know we're going to. Just don't worry about
0: it. No, I think I know which one I'm going to remove. And I don't want to, but I think it's the right thing to do. All right. So February 12th, 2021. I'm doing it again. Uh, I'll give you Martin Sheen and Lil Ray Howard. I'm guessing
1: from the date alone, this is, uh, this is, we both saw it with it. We did an episode on it. I
0: think this is Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. I uh, literally was, we just watched (laughs) dot, dot, dot is my five words. So we did do an episode about it. And so for that reason, I don't want to go long on it. That said, when I really put everything down and thought about the quality of the movies and Mm -hmm. how much I enjoyed them, uh, this is just a really, really, really well done film, like kind of hard stop. There's ones that I liked more. There's some, there's definitely stuff that I thought was more fun and silly and whatever, but like realistically like in the realm of movies that should be revisited probably and i hope stay around for a long time this movies this movies up there
1: yeah i i mostly agree I, here's what happened for me on this one i you know we watched it we both liked it i the more i i went the longer the time passed having seen it where it started to happen for me is i started to realize a it was very well done start to finish. No que- no comments on that. It was very well performed. Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, like everybody was great. It was an important story that I'm glad I am now aware of because I was not aware of it before. And yet I just sort of was like as a movie it was fine. Like I don't know, it was almost like I started to get, to, uh, by the way, my, my score of and I gave it an eight out of 10. So I don't really have like a complaint about it. Just sort of a, as a movie go, as, as movies go, and it felt like it was just a little, I don't know. There was just a, an element missing as a movie. Again, nothing about the story or performances, but just as a movie, I was like, okay, it was fine. I saw what I needed to see. It was almost like a, a long documentary. I don't know. It just, I just sort of lost a little of the energy I had for it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I actually think you said that really well. Like, I think it is. it it watches more like a documentary, which is why I kind of feel like it might be one of the best things I've seen. That doesn't mean it's one I want to watch again. Like, the shine on this definitely is gone after you see it. Because once you've seen it and know the story, every subsequent watching would just be depressing. Right. Like, aggressively. (laughs) That said, if I had to think about, like, looking at the list of all the movies I saw and somebody said, which of these should I really see, I can't leave this one off. I feel like this is one that people should see because I do think that it was, like, kind of a documentary. I do think it was extraordinarily well done. Uh, I also think it stands up as a movie. Like, even though it's, like, sad and depressing and true, it's also, like, there's a lot of conflict and there's a lot of partial resolution, full resolution, backstabbing things and, like – the, the entire Lakeith Stanfield performance was just so good. I like that guy so much, dude. I hope he works forever. <laughs> like, Agreed. He's Agreed. Just, he has like this Andre 3000 element to me where I just feel like he's the coolest person in every room he's ever been in. And he doesn't want to be. And I'm like, I want you around for a long, long time.
1: Agreed. I, I thought he was great. I didn't even know uh, some of his other roles. I, I've seen I've since seen him two more times. Then I was like, ah, we're going to see a lot of this guy. And and we should,
0: yeah. He's great. He's great.
1: All right. I'm now going to. By the way, I originally had this in my fast five, but it's since. Again, it's quite. A, this was quite a year for me, but uh, we'll go now to a to a another recent one, 2017. Okay. I'll give you Ben Mendelssohn and Lily James. And
0: ben, is ben, ben, ben the
1: bad guy from Rogue One?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I was literally just gonna ask you, is he the bad guy from
1: row one? Bad guy Rogue one. Okay. And, and Lily James is from yesterday and other movies. The...
0: Oh I love her. her. I like her so much. Yeah. Um, okay. 2017? Yeah. Huh. I
1: don't know. Keep going. The least light 60 minutes.
0: The least light 60 minutes. hmm So something dark hour. The darkest hour, darkest hour. Yes. Hey, I still haven't seen this movie, even though you've told me multiple times I
1: should. <laughs> this was another, while thinking about movies in the year, where I was actually starting to think, like, what movies have I told the most people about? And that was like, like, I sat and thought about that for a second, and this came This and two popes actually came pretty high on that list. Okay. Uh, The performance by uh, Gary Oldman as Churchill is just another level. I I, I've always loved him. I mostly love him as a semi crazy person. You know, Mm -hmm. like in the Professional or Fifth Element. Or I think those are those are the best roles to. Those are the roles where you can only be like only Gary Oldman can be Gary Oldman kind of thing. Yep. This one, it's a little quieter, which is funny because he's Churchill. But it's it's less. Um, I'm not going to say he's less brash because he's probably more brash. He's just more um, contained in a way. It's a bit more more grounded force of of impossible to miss uh, energy kind of thing. I like it. And I know you know my my dad was a huge history buff, so I know a lot about World War II. The, the part of the story that they choose to tell really is well, very, very well told. And it is really all about Churchill start taking over the beginning or, or, or not the beginning of world war two, but the second half. And it's, it's beautifully done. Lily James is awesome in this. She plays his, uh, I mean, basically the role is secretary. I know we don't say that anymore, but he was, she was Churchill's secretary and, their dynamic was really fascinating because part of her her persona is she often does these wayfish kind of roles. Yeah. And Churchill, I mean, you just just picture in your head how you think Churchill would interact with a wayfish secretary. A, you've nailed it, but whatever you're thinking, you're right. And you're also part, partly wrong. And that's part of what makes it so special is that it just shows more to him that is known to be true, but isn't very often talked about. And uh, Mendelssohn's also great, the whole
0: rest of the cast. So even if you know the story, see the movie. Okay. Yeah, this is one where we've talked about. I, I, I saw the other one. Like there was two Churchill movies right. that came out at the same time and I picked the wrong one. Because the one I saw was fine, but I don't think it was this good and I just haven't gotten around to see this one yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, using that as our, our, our little mini rubric, you've never told me to see that one. I've told you to see this one like four times. Clearly it's got to be the better version.
0: Right? Yeah, everything I've read is that it is, and the one I saw was good. But I wouldn't be like, you got to see this. i would be like, yeah, that's a cool by yourself HBO watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like <laughs> I want to see Dunkirk because it's
1: because it's Nolan. But I know that 1917 is the better the better world the better war movie from uh, from two years ago.
0: Yeah, and I literally I saw I saw Dunkirk this year and totally forgot to write that down. But yeah, I right. saw Dunkirk. But you've and, talked about 1917. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a good movie. Go. Yeah, Dunkirk is the winner. Was a lot of Nolan stuff. Okay. Alright. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. August 9th, 2019. I'll give you John Bernthal and Thomas Hayden Church.
1: John Bernthal, Thomas. Oh, wait a sec. John Bernthal... Wait a sec. Was it last? Is this is this Ford versus Ferrari? No, it's not. Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Was that two years ago that we we both watched that? I
0: saw that in 2020, yeah.
1: (laughs) We saw that in 2020. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I think it was on our episode for this topic last year. I think so. So what else was Bernthal in in that time frame? Because it's about the same time frame. All right. I I got nothing so far.
0: Uh, Five words. Toast topper, fast flyer.
1: Oh, uh, I haven't seen this. this. is on my list. This is Peanut Butter Falcon.
0: Yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like Dakota Johnson. And I know that Shia's got stuff, man. Like, noted, Shia's got some stuff. is a weird dude. He's had a weird life. Um, this movie is so stinking sweet. <laughs> like, it's just so sweet. But it's also, like, very respectful, and just kind of wild, like it's just like a, I don't know. It has kind of like a, why? Oh my god, I'm blacking out on the movie. What's the movie that we always talk about with River Phoenix that we love that everybody loves with Richard Dreyfus? Why can't I think of the name?
1: With Richard Dreyfus and Richard? River, River Phoenix. Phoenix. River oh, Ch-
0: um, yeah, yeah, the uh, the Stand by Me. Thank you. It has like a very Stand by Me vibe, right? Like, sorry, this is family friendly, right? This is family friendly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's on it's in our it's on
1: our to be watched on a family movie night kind of list.
0: Yeah, I think there might be some language, but I think that's basically it. There's no like weird stuff. It's it's really sweet.
1: The uh the language the language filters just been turned off for a while now. We 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 gave up on that. We have we've had some accidental viewings of some content at this point. It's like if if all this is the language, I'm okay now, which which is sad but true.
0: No, it's okay. As long as everybody knows that those are inside words, I think it's fine. It's uh it's a good, it's a very very well done movie. It's a very specific movie. It was intended to be cute and, you know, heartfelt and sweet, and they they delivered on all of those emotions without overdoing it. The the conflict is fine. You know what I mean? Like it's just it was really really good. There's like two other movies I wanted to pick instead of this, but they had holes in them, or they were doing something else that just couldn't propel them past this thing, which is a self contained, perfectly well executed, stand by itself and never have to not worry about anything else again sort of deal. It's just fun. right. It's a great flick.
1: Is this what I would call like a quote, nice movie? One of those. Yeah, it's
0: a really nice movie. It's like a really right. nice movie. Nice. Yeah, I like nice. it a lot. Excellent. All
1: right, my last one, 1935. Great, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to give you the lead actors because nobody else from that time frame would we even know. We don't know who the that guys were back then. But uh, Charles Lawton and Clark Gable. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia? No. Small Revolution atop Paper Towels.
0: Bounty? Am I close? yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: War Bounty? Small Revolution. A top. Something on goes. Bounty. Yeah. I don't know. Mutiny on the Bounty. Okay. Oh, boy. First of all, it's been remade three times. So this is like one of those stories that's come up over and over again. I had never seen the original. There's a Mel Gibson version...
0: No, nothing. I'm breaking. I'm breaking a lot of your friends' hearts right now. I've never even heard of this thing. <laughs> oh, you're you're breaking your own friends. You're
1: breaking a lot. Of, this is like a AFI Top 100. This is all that stuff. Not for me. <laughs> so you know, we've talked about if you've been listening for a while. I've rewatched a lot of older movies over the year. I had never seen this before, so this does not count in the stuff Jeremy saw when he was 17 list. But I had not ever seen before. The performances were phenomenal. I don't. Remember, I don't remember if I'd seen Charles Lawton in anything other than Witness for the Prosecution. I definitely hadn't seen Clark Gable in anything other than, uh, um, you know, the Southern one. What's it called? <laughs> Clark Gable, biggest one of the biggest movies of all time. Blanking fully. Anywho, that one. <laughs> okay. I'm um, breaking. Yeah, we're 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 just forget we're just forgetting all of the past. If it didn't happen before 1985, it doesn't exist. I mean, that's actually true for me. (laughs) I know. I know. So while watching it, though, I couldn't help but be shocked at the special effects, the acting, the set pieces, the story, the continuity of it all. This was a great movie. It was well done. If it weren't for the fact that it obviously looked old, you could colorize this thing. If if you could find a way to use AI to clean up all the artifacts and everything, this could be a modern movie. Like, that's how good it was. Charles Laudan plays the meanest, um, hard-ass admiral, captain, I can't remember, Captain Blythe. So captain that you've ever seen, based on a real person, by the way. And it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Held up in every way. And we'll definitely watch it again in a few years. It's one of those. Like I, I'm, I was thrilled to come out of it and and like it as much as I did.
0: So I just looked up the. So first of all, Clark Gable was definitely in Gone with the Wind because I just saw that's space. the one. Yep, Gone with the Wind. Cover arts usually. So the cover arts usually pretty orienting for me. So I just looked it up, and I can tell you that like literally nothing about this is ringing even the slightest aware of Bell in my brain, which I apologize for to everybody, but just it's not. Wow. Yeah.
1: I think it's one of those things, it's like, it's such a, it's almost, a, it's its own trope in many ways, right? It's one of these, mutiny, mutiny on the bounty is to seagoing going mutiny stories what like King Kong is to monster movies. It's like, this is the
0: the OG. I Listen, I'm very happy to learn stuff and I'm learning this right now. So now maybe I'll go back and watch this for that very reason. I would definitely give it a
1: watch. It was fun. Okay. And Clark, Clark Gable, by the way, was so... Like there's something about these old school the old leading men and again i, I think half of them were probably terrible people I sure. think including him I think he's no he was not a good person so I'm not trying to uh say anything good about him other than as an actor watching him on screen was like it was like uh, you know our Leo DiCaprio it was just and it was at that level like watching him I was like oh I would have lined up to see movies with this guy for sure if it was hundred years ago That's awesome.
0: All right, yeah, listen, I'll put it on the list. I'm glad to, I mean, I can't believe I haven't heard about something that that seems to be that sort of driving to other stuff. So, yeah, I'll watch it. Cool. All right, uh, let's go. So we'll do Contender Pong real quick. A little fast five action. Okay. So I'm going to start with the first one, which is what I wanted to put in my top five but didn't. And I'll explain very quickly why. October 21st of 2021. Handsome sweater wearer wanders desert.
1: Handsome sweater wearer. That's a phrase I like. The sweater wearer, sweater wearer, sweater wearer, wanders desert. Handsome sweater wearer wanders desert. I'm. I. I don't even. What's one? Rome. Rome. (laughs) No.
0: So this is Timothy Chalamet in Dune and. Oh, you switched your clue style. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, all okay. they're all over the place today.
1: I have this in my fast five. I uh, I, I wasn't even thinking. Oh, yeah, no, go yeah. on. Go well,
0: on. the only so this the only reason that I couldn't put this in is because I'm more excited about what it sets up than the movie itself. The movie itself was visually stunning, very very cool, awesome awesome entry point into the universe. Very excited for what happens next. Ultimately. Not a whole lot happened in this other than the setup, but it was a really cool, maybe a little bit of a long of a setup. So I'm like, nah, it's actually, the movie itself isn't exciting. What excites me is what's going to happen next. And I'm real excited for what happens next. So I was like, nah, you're not top five. I'll slide you out of my top five. It is a beautiful film though. (laughs) Yeah. Same thinking. I think I'm
1: just a little more extreme on this. Like I, I dropped it to fast five. I had it there, but even so it's like, it's two and a half hours and my problem, like I love it for the same thing. It's a great setup. I also love it because I think it's helping to show that there can be a lot more to sci-fi than what we are used to seeing. Yeah. And at the same time, it really isn't a whole movie. It's it is it it is the onset to the story. It's the you know, it's really about a half an hour of storytelling and two hours of spaceships taking off.
0: Well, that's the, yeah, the issue I take with this particular iteration of it is it's like brooding is cool, but like two hours of brooding is a lot of brooding.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's a lot of, and my point being like, I think you literally have half an hour of actual story in this movie. Yeah, I think you're probably pretty close to right. Some great visuals, you know, and, and Villeneuve has certainly earned his seat at the table.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. All right, so my first Pong Uh, I'm just going to go through this list as I have them written. So I originally had Tick, Tick, Boom, so we'll take that out. Now I've got 1951, Mother of Continental Princess.
0: Mother of Continental Princess? Huh. I have no
1: idea. What if I had said, instead I had said Princess's Mother on a Continent? Uh, No? No. African Queen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'd never seen it before. And the only reason, honestly, it's on my top five is because otherwise my top five would have just filled up with old movies that are... Because I watched some of the best movies ever made this year. And I only wanted to have one slot. And I felt Mutiny out-earned the African Queen. Which I've also just learned they're rebooting in some way, which could actually be pretty good. I don't think... I don't think there is – I think it's a re- redoable story and I would be happy to see it again. But, man, was bogey cool.
0: Yeah, fair. This is a, a one-time watch for me in film class and that's the extent of it. Yeah. Give it yeah. a rewatch. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one I'm going to do September of 2021, second best Marvel movie this year. Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yep. Agreed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely agree. Should have been the best Marvel movie of the year, and then they just happened to throw out that Spider-Man
0: thingy. I mean, it, it it's like, uh, whereas Spider-Man is clearly a top five, edging on top three, I could make an argument for Chaun-Chi maybe sliding its way towards the middle. It could be in the top five. It's definitely top ten. It's like, it's a—it's really good. Chaun-Chi was really good, and would have, in my head, I think, been like the movie of 2021, partially because I was surprised at how well it went until they did Spider Man. Then I was like, "Oh, I forgot all about that other movie."
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely top ten. It, it, it's certainly in the above the middling class of MCU movies, and it might be the best origin story. Maybe overall, I don't know.
0: Ooh, best origin story might be. That's close. I'll. I'll that's that's a
1: that might be a fun list. Could be. All right. All right. Okay. Next up for me, two thousand and four, Wolf's Sound. Non-stationary,
0: king's domicile. Howl at the... No. What's the second one?
1: Non-stationary.
0: Howl move... King's domicile. Chair. Domicile. Howl move castle.
1: Howl's moving castle. It's, uh, it's one of the Studio Ghibli movies.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd never seen that one. and uh, I still haven't. I, have I had it in top five for a while because I really liked it. And I just was so excited to tell you two of the top two cast members I was going to give you. Because I, it's like, here's two people that you never knew were in a movie together. Christian Bale and Lauren Bacall.
0: Wow. Right? Yeah, I never would have guessed that. No. Good for you. I'll have to see that. I love everything they do, so I'm sure I'd love it. Uh, all right. Maybe controversial, but maybe not. Uh, March of 2021, a truly enjoyable day-long edit. Okay, so is this the shtick or is this just what? what, what? No, I'm now just describing what the movie is. Not, not my normal shtick. I'm all over the place.
1: Alright, but just tell me, is this the the that's a play off the title or some other clue?
0: No, I'm trying it's it's actually about the movie. It's like very okay. specifically about the movie.
1: So one more time, a full a full day-long edit?
0: A truly enjoyable day-long edit. Truly enjoyable
1: day-long edit from March. Is this something you think I've seen? Or we've talked uh, about I know you've I know you've seen it. Oh, oh. And I liked it? You did. Truly. Uh, there's no, this is a bit of a stretch, truly enjoyable day long edit. Now, you know, I don't, I don't think I have
0: a guess for this. I'm looking at
1: my list here. I got, I got nothing, buddy.
0: So the day long edits kind of a, was sort of a nod to the whole thing. So this is Snyder's cut of the Justice League.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a day. I think it takes three days to watch this thing.
0: Yeah. So here's why. Justice League has a lot of flaws. There's a bunch of stuff that I didn't like about it, blah, 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 blah. I was skeptical to see this and wound up watching it because you started watching it and you're like, actually, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I actually think it's pretty good. And I walked out of this movie on, like I started on a Monday and left on a Thursday and watched it the whole time because it's literally that long. But more specifically, I really like what he did. And it was cool. It's like a really cool, I don't know, it felt like inclusive behind the scenes sort of deal to be like, oh man, you can edit things and really, really change how they feel. (laughs) Like, it was just, like, it was a really neat sort of very publicly talked about function. I don't know. It was kind of cool. And I like it. Like, this is, it's it's way too long. But, like, it's really good. I'm like, oh, all this makes sense now. Yes.
1: It all makes sense now. It works as a story. It is two movies. And that's, you know, at four hours, it's hard to say it's not two movies, like, Four hours with six intermissions. Like, yep, I'm pretty sure we got two movies out of this. I'm still very mixed because fundamentally, I respect that Snyder at least had a vision for a coherent story, which he clearly did. And I still just don't think I love his movies. I think I love his his visuals, his scene putting together you know but the i don't know the, like it, it it basically became a it's worth watching especially if you like comic book movies especially if you saw the first justice league just to show like what was meant to be but at the same time it's still in my like you know i'll take it over i don't know what i'll take it over my bottom five i'll tell you that much
0: yeah that's what, like again i think this one for me was more of a because of It's not the the movie itself. I think it's more just about like it was neat and I liked that it was neat. Yeah, fair point, fair
1: point. All right, 2020, Vagabond Country. No idea. Nomadland. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, I haven't seen this. Yeah, I finally saw it. It It's great. Great. Sweet. Uh, I think this might be my last one for Fast Five. So uh, June of 74, wildest ending ever.
1: Is that Chinatown? Chinatown. Yeah, I couldn't remember if... Because I didn't actually re-rate it, but uh, Chinatown, I couldn't remember if we talked about it this year or last year. but
0: Yeah, I definitely yeah. watched it this year and I found it and I was like, oh boy, yeah. Great, I mean, a great movie. Great, great movie. But just like, whew.
1: Here's one that I had on my list for a while and I put it in here just because it's a weird pick for me and I really did like it a lot and it's also one of those ones I've told a lot of people about. 2016, uh, Railroad to Korean city. I don't know. It's a movie called train to Busan. It's a zombie movie. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. Actually. It's a phenomenal zombie movie. It's one of these ones where most, you know, there's always some, some gaping plot holes in any movie like this. This is one of the ones where there's a lot, there are a lot less gaping. There are a lot less gaping. Okay. You no, know, it, it. it's, there's a couple of moments here and there. you are like, really? Is that really what you'd have done in this scenario? Fine, I get it. But for the most part, it's it's well done. It's got the tension up pretty high. They they do a lot of violence without it reaching. It's somewhere between comical and gory that makes it. Let's put it this way for my my thin skin, I'm able to. Wa- I was able to watch it and not be like, "Wah," you know, which is. Okay. exactly the sound effect i make for for most of these things i have to see fair that was in the suicide squad it was a lot of
0: blah oh, yeah it's a lot of yeah. that that's true all right my next one uh 2017 true space story with Costner 2017 yeah it's
1: not the is it the Martian it's not the Martian nope true space true space
0: 2017. Don't know, Hidden Figures. Oh, didn't see it yet. Yeah, Does that's just one of those movies where I was like, "Why didn't I see this?" And Kayla was like, "We should just watch it." We did. Wow. First yeah. of all, great story. Huh, boy, that whole cast can act. My God. So now we're into Fast Five time, I believe. Because yeah, I think
1: so. I'm through my list. All right, so here are my Fast Five, really quick. The from 1921, The Kid, Charlie Chaplin. Yep. Hadn't seen it since I was 16, 17. From 1961, Yojimbo. Saw that for the first time. Love Yojimbo. Just full of dollars. Thank you very much. 1979, can't believe I never saw it, but at least I finally did. Life of Brian. Oh my gosh, I can't believe
0: it. Yeah, we talked about this when you watched it.
1: It's your fault. So (laughs) there you go. Yeah. (laughs) 2016, Captain Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen. Oh. And then I had uh, 2021's
0: Dune. Okay. So I have... uh... 2021 Godzilla versus Kong. I really thought it was fun. I liked it. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It wasn't supposed to be anything more than that. Uh, the next one, the third best Marvel movie of the year. I really liked black widow and I stand behind it. I know a lot of people didn't, if for nothing else, the introduction of Elena.
1: Elena's Elena's phenomenal. Um, this is a, this movie has gone, got way into my meh territory. It's definitely in my bottom tier of, of Marvel movies.
0: That's fair. Uh, 2017 Logan Lucky. I just it. When did you see it? I saw it this year.
1: But like late in the year, I'd assume.
0: No, I think early because you told me about it. It was a movie that I hadn't seen. Like I was, that was a podcast find where I was like, God, Jeremy's mentioned this more than once and I haven't seen it yet.
1: But you haven't seen Baby Driver, right?
0: Correct. I've still not seen Baby Driver.
1: But now you have enough time. So unlike me, they're actually sort of the same movie in my head. Right. So usually, like that's great. Definitely great.
0: Uh, the other one, uh, so I, I've mentioned this before. This was 2020 was uncle Frank, which right. was called that So yep. good. Uh, and then another one, which is March of 2021, it's called moxie. I definitely think it's like a teenage rom. It's like not a rom-com, but it's definitely like a coming of age sort of story. It's a Netflix original. Very, very good. Very good. Amy Poehler, um, hmm. really a solid, it's like a solid flick, like a really solid okay. flick. I think that's all of them.
1: Okay. Which any means, other last little shout out movies that you think are worth a quick mention? I got um,
0: the only the only other two that I saw that I would mention at all was Cruella, which was uh I'm just here for the fashion. The fashion that movie is amazing. was Stone's a lot of fun, <laughs> and Spencer, which I saw, which was Kristen Stewart playing Princess Diana, and that movie plods along. Oh boy, it takes forever, but she can act, man. She's really good. Okay. Didn't see that. Um, on my last little... I,
1: I thought Tenet was... I feel like I want to see Tenet like three more times before I can figure out what I think about it.
0: I'm Same. Still, Literally wrote know. it down and went, I don't know where to put you. I could put you in the bottom. I could put you in the middle. You're definitely not in the top, but I'm not sure. It,
1: it's hands down the number one movie that made me think. Like like it, it's, it's the most thought-provoking definitely. Of, of the year. I also enjoyed... I, we talked about Jojo Rabbit, we talked about Rush, uh a little movie called Boy Who Harnessed the Wind that we watched as a family. That was pretty oh, cute. It's a Netflix, uh, what's not uh uh not Don Chiadol. oh man, I'm terrible with his name. Chiwidal Elia Jafor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. He's he's the director of it and it's oh, cool. uh, it's a good movie. And then I also saw again from one of our conversations, I saw Collateral and uh I enjoyed good. the heck out of it. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's wrap up quickly with the five movies you saw this year that you don't want to see ever again.
1: No problem. You want to you want to go back and forth, C's? Yeah, sure. I'll go
0: first. Uncut Gems. I'll
1: go Uncut Gems.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder Force.
1: Don't know what that is, but I'll counter it with Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Oh, boy, that's brutal. Uh, Dumplin'. Don't know what that is. Uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad yeah. story movie thing that was maybe at the time I would have liked it, but seeing it this much later was just like, what is this?
0: Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then my last one, I struggle with this a little bit, but the the Cinderella, the new Cinderella.
1: My last one was uh, No Time to Die, the latest James Bond movie. Yeah,
0: I intentionally just haven't even seen that yet.
1: Yeah, I I had, and my sixth that was down here was a, definitely would not want to rewatch, but really just feel like I hope they keep the series going, et cetera, was The Eternals. I think the more time that's passed, the less I
0: like that movie. I got to see it. I still haven't seen it just because it was such mixed reviews and I was like, meh, so we'll see. All right. So that is uh, 2021 is now officially in the books. We are no longer going to talk about it next week. We're going to do back to our normal shtick. What are we doing? We have no idea. We have no idea. It just dawned on me that we have no idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we'll have an idea. But- also also in 2022 jt and i are gonna break some of our own mold a little bit we're gonna broach out into some new types of types of episodes a few more of those head-to-heads we got some good feedback on that yeah and also i think we're gonna start talking about just sort of other other ways to approach lists and tropes and whatnot
0: yeah, we're just going to have fun. Listen, we're having a good time. And if you have any ideas that you think would be good for us to have us have a good time so you have a good time, we like good times. So you can hit us up on the Twitters or the Instagrams or the wherevers. Text us. I don't care. Do whatever you want. We're just happy you're here. We hope you enjoy 2021 as much as we did because we love you and we love each other and things are good. Thanks for joining the Lo-Fi be forgotten?